The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. What's up, players? This is the talk of champions, franchise player. Always boss player. Forever. Welcome to Franchise Player, another edition of Franchise Player. Long overdue. In association with Talk of Champions, the old Miss Spirit inside the Rebels. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit Ben on Twitter. He's David Johnson at Rebels247. Hey, buddy. Hey, Ben, how are you? It's uh, mid-January, I suppose. And, uh, you know, we're following everything going on on the portal recruiting front for the Ole Miss Rebels. And if that's not enough to drive you crazy, I don't don't know what is. Yeah, because a lot of people are kind of completely tuned out of basketball right now. I wonder why. Yeah. Um, you know, men's basketball, that is. Yeah. More and more people are are tuning in to the women. Um, 16-2, 5-0 in the SEC. Got to give Coach Yo a shout-out here. Um, big win at Georgia last night. Only the second time in the history of women's basketball did Ole Miss go into Stedman Coliseum and win on Thursday night. So kudos to this group. What's happening this weekend? Well, you got two kids coming in that we know of. You know, we I think we've all been told there are more. Uh, but, you know, as of right now, you've got the linebacker from Tennessee, Jawan Mitchell, 6'1", 235. At least that's what he was coming out of high school. Middletown, New Jersey native. And we'll get to why I point that out here in a little bit. And then the other is Quincy McGee from Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Uh, Big interior offensive lineman, a guard from UAB. And, um, you know, the Rebels are trying to address critical needs with a linebacker and an interior lineman. Um, Now, why I said Juwan Mitchell was from Middletown, New Jersey? Well, we, we know the coach that's got all the ties up in that part of the country, Chris Partridge. And, uh, you know, Rumors galore, Chris Partridge no longer works here. So, you know, how does that affect Jawan Mitchell's decision? I don't even know if he knows Chris Partridge. No idea. But in addition to Partridge, the other guy on the way out the door, allegedly, is linebackers coach Maurice Crum. So, you know, host Jawan Mitchell, but who's going to be coaching Jawan Mitchell? That might be the question. It's January 13th. Sam Carter has not been replaced at cornerbacks coach. B. Brown, former Ole Miss defensive back, defense coordinator at Louisville, could be a candidate to join the staff. But I don't think it's his defense coordinator. It could be to replace Sam Carter. But the fact that it's this late into January already and there's so much upheaval or question marks about what Lane Kiffin's coaching staff is going to look like, I think is pretty concerning. I mean, there, there's no real urgency here. 
Yeah, and 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 you know, you got to stop and think about it. Although we just wrapped up the 22 season, these guys are going to be on the field for spring ball in what eight nine weeks from now. Yeah, and the portal closes in five days. Yeah, that's big. That's big, and uh, you know, there's another wave of the portal coming in the spring. We all know that, but. I'm going to tell you that the second wave of the portal, if you will, it's not going to have the same star power, Ben. May have some good players in it, but not going to have the big names that the first wave had. Yeah, what you'll typically see with the two-week window, there's a reason why it's two weeks in the spring. Um, it's like a Jalen Robinson deal with Ole Miss last year. Once he got in, he kind of knew exactly where he was going. There was some talk with other schools, but that was pretty down the road. The two-week portal window is for guys after spring that maybe entertained it in the winter, December, January, and had some conversations or maybe went down the road with some schools, and they they kind of – their worst fears were realized in the spring. Does that make sense? That, oh, yeah, what I thought was my, my situation here is actually my situation. Well, now I'm going to go to this place. So the spring is is a lot less – of a full-on recruitment cycle than it is a mad dash for two weeks to try to convince a guy who might be already headed somewhere else to look at your way, to look your way. Yeah. And you got to understand you're, you're bringing a kid in at that point in the summer. Right. And uh, you know, you're hoping to integrate him into your culture. You're hoping to um, let him get in the playbook and learn everything so it's a uh, it, it's a stunted process. What we, we anticipate this is the first time we've ever really had it. Um, but um, I, I I don't think I, I'm kind of like you. I don't think it's going to be that big of a deal. Um, you know, the dead period lifted today. Coaches are out on the road. Um, Derek Nix is in Dallas. Started his day off in Dallas. We know that much. Uh, to go see Bryson Green, the wide receiver from Oklahoma State, who earlier this week, I think everybody felt confident that he was coming to Ole Miss. But the latest I hear is there's not a lot of confidence there. That, you know, maybe Nick's is out there in his living room this morning trying to save his recruitment there. And, um, you know, I think um, Javante Jean-Baptiste, the edge rusher from Ohio State, looks like he's going to Notre Dame. Um, you know, you, you go back to last weekend and there were some big names on campus. But, you know, so far, the only one is Caden Priestcorn, the tight end out of Memphis. Which is a big get, no doubt. That, that was a big get. He will help. He will definitely help. Um, it wasn't supposed it, to stop there. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. And they didn't think it was going to stop there. But so far as we sit here recording this crossover podcast, on a Tuesday morning, it has stopped there. So Yeah, whatever momentum we thought they had, I just don't know where that momentum is now. Because Javante Jean-Baptiste, I refused to get my hopes up about him because I heard immediately once he got in how big his number was. And that 
came from a conversation that Ole Miss had with the kid about what his number was going to be. And then I heard that Ole Miss got right in the ballpark of where it needed to to get this kid. And I allowed myself to go, oh, it's real. And now he's going to Notre Dame, it looks like. <laughs> it's it's just very strange. It's There's not a lot. And I said this on a podcast yesterday with Zach. There's not a uni- lot of uniformity over there. And I think that speaks more to what Lane Kiffin's lack of direction or maybe what his lack of direction is right now with his staff. He doesn't know exactly which direction he's going. And it's an unfortunate timing thing because now is the time in which everybody needs to be pulling the same direction and knowing exactly who you're going after because there is a finite amount of time before this thing closes and is over. Yeah, no doubt. And, and you know, your, your potential coaching pool is drying up too. Other schools are out there hiring these guys who are available or who want to make a move, and it limits your options. It, it, it really does. So a finite period of time, good way of describing it. I, I, I definitely think so. It's um, not like it's flexible, you know? Yeah, and, and in fairness to Lane, this is the first year anyone's gone through this. You know, not necessarily the coaching changes, but – the portal being like it is with the NIL wide open, like it is. So, you know, I get it. They're, they're going to be, a there, there's a little hesitancy to move, so to speak. I, I can get that. Um, now, as far as the coaching staff goes, I think it's like this every year with lane. Yeah. Um, coaches come, coaches go, some leave on their own. Some, some don't. Um, but uh, you can expect that every single year, I think. Well, the coaching staff shakeup we're talking about here, um, my coworker at the Old Miss Spirit, Chuck Roundsville, is hearing, though notably no official moves have been made, that co-defense coordinators Chris Partridge and Maurice Crum could be on their way out, though Randall Joyner, highly regarded as he is as a defensive line coach and recruiter, is expected to stay put. It wouldn't be surprising if this does happen, considering the way Ole Miss finished. A lot of the reason why they started 7-0 and finished 1-5 and is because that defense fell off as the schedule got tougher. Um, but again, it speaks to the timing and the clunkiness of that timing because they're in the middle – I mean, they're in the home stretch here, really, of the first portal window closing. And a lot of guys that we thought they were so far down the road on and could have in the boat by now, if it's Spencer Sanders or Mike Wright um, – Maybe a Bryson Green from Oklahoma State, though. I feel like Ole Miss's momentum there is certainly waning. Victor Kearney from Washington, the offensive lineman. Damian George from Alabama. You're just not seeing any of the positive run of momentum for any of those guys that we maybe thought we would by this this time last week. Yeah, and 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 you know, to your point about Chuck's report on Partridge and Crum, um, everybody reported it yesterday of what Chuck heard and we cited Chuck and said you know according to Chuck Roundsville there's been no blowback or pushback from anywhere by anybody on anything reported yesterday yeah and that's that seems pretty telling yeah it does and and here's another telling thing like I know this morning Derek Nix is in Dallas I know this morning Randall Joyner is working South Mississippi um, I don't know where Chris Partridge is, and I don't know where Maurice Crum is. That's also um, telling. That's telling as well. So, you know, 
I, I think Chuck was was absolutely right. Um, you know, so what's the fallout going to be? Well, we've already seen one thing. Kendrick Breedlove back in the transfer portal. Went in the portal, pulled his name out. Now he's gone. Uh, so, you know, will there be others to follow? You know, I've heard uh, people concerned about Davis and Igbignosen. Uh, just because he's from New Jersey, Partridge's ties to New Jersey. But I think oftentimes people are too uh, too quick to tie the, the kind of – It makes sense, data. though. I, I get why they make the connection. I do. And um, it's a connection we all have to consider as, as media types when something like this happens. But I, I can say – and it doesn't mean anything necessarily, but I haven't heard anything at all about Davison leaving. So No, no nothing at all. And then uh, – you know, so and then you know, getting back to the linebacker coming in this weekend, another New Jersey guy, Jawan Mitchell. Um, you know, how does that affect anything? I mean, is is if Partridge is still in Oxford, is is he going to host the kid? I doubt it. I doubt if he sees Chris Partridge or Maurice Crom over over his visit this weekend. But um, you know, we'll 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 see. Out of those two, Ben. I feel best about Quincy McGee. Um, who do you feel best about? Quincy McGee, Jawan Mitchell, both of them. What do you think? I don't really have a, a strong feeling one way or the other about either of them. <laughs> well. Uh, and the reason I say that is not not as um, kind of a get-out-of-jail-free card here. It's more in, in regards to, like, I felt really strongly last week about a number of guys that they were hosting. And yet here we are Friday later, and – a lot of the guys that I was really confident about are still out there. So I yeah. don't want to say, oh, well, I feel good about Quincy McGee. And then Ole Miss fans get their hopes up and go, what the hell is happening, guys? You are missing on predictions. Well, that shouldn't really be what you're uh, questioning here, right? Yeah. It should be more you know, about. You know I, I got to tell you, though, I've sworn off transfer portal predictions. I'm not doing them. Oh, I'm not there, doing There's just too much in play, way too much in play. Um, I, I may have done one kid, and it wasn't Caden Priestcorn because we didn't even have a profile for Caden Priestcorn. See, he's the uh, one I know. I knew felt or felt most <laughs> good about when he went in. I was like, oh, I know, I know that Ole Miss wants that kid. He's gonna. Yeah, but but I, I am not going on the official record as to officially casting a crystal ball on a portal kid. I did. I'll tell you who I did. I did on um, Adari Halsey. Okay. There you go. Early on. I mean, I was like, oh, come on, man. He's got to be coming. Then find out they didn't want him. And then it was too late. I'd already put my prediction out there. But um, See, but the thing is, is like, it's not as if Ole Miss, the, when we say Ole Miss didn't want him, Ole Miss is not monolithic. There yeah, were yeah, some coaches that did want him. They were not going in to the NIL money like I think Halsey demanded. Yeah, um, that Houston did. So that's that's kind of it. So wise, what? I'm not saying a wise decision or a dumb decision. I'm just saying, you know, it, it's good to be wise with your resources, and that's what they did. Now, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But you know, uh, you, and, and look, I know some of you have been asking for a depth chart. Are you kidding me? Oh gosh. I can't do a depth chart. I, I don't know who's not, who, who's going to get in the portal, who they're going to get from the portal. It's almost impossible. 
Well, I wrote a whole column about how Kendrick Breedlove getting removing himself from the portal was a big deal because he was the number four cornerback going into the year before he got hurt. And yeah. that yeah, and now here here he is back in the portal. It's just impossible right now to try to do a depth chart. Yeah, I put him as the number four corner. And, and what's up with Austin Keys? Mm-hmm. I mean, they they've been down to his house trying to talk him into coming back. Ole Miss fans, basketball season is heating up for both the men's and women's basketball teams. Show your support for their efforts on the court by signing up for the Pledge Per Win campaign today. You can sign up to pledge a specific amount for every Rebel win and earn blue priority points through every donation. Visit givetoathletics.com slash donate. That's givetoathletics.com slash donate. Or call the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation at 662-915-7159. That's 662-915-7159 to sign up for the Pledge Per Win campaign today with the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation. The car buying process can be a lot. I know. I've been there. You just want to get in and out with a new car and the best deal. Simple. Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford keeps it simple. They're going to take care of you, get you in and out with your new vehicle with a great deal. Their inventory right now is priced to sell, and what separates Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford from any and all competitors is they aim to address each of your needs with the utmost respect, care, and attention to detail. Contact them today at 662-234-8000. That's 662-234-8000. Stop by and see them in person at 2201 East University Avenue in Oxford. That's Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford to find your next perfect car, truck, or Jeep. Alan Samuels, let's be friends. The older I get, the more I realize there are just some things I don't know. Balancing a budget, for example. I'm not a financial whiz. Sure, I know batting averages, passing and rushing yards, three-point shooting percentage, but intentionally putting away money for retirement? That's where my friends at NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast come in. NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the financial world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. The nerds have helped me get smarter about things like planning my tax bills so I don't dread April every single year. Actually, I was one of the first in line this time around. Saving on travel so that I can take my girls on trips. Because spending less on airfare means more money for an extra night and maybe a fancy dinner too. So enjoy the things you love, the Ole Miss Rebels, your family, your friends, knowing that your financial situation is taken care of with advice that you followed from NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app today. Trust me, future you will thank you. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It's a new year, and that means setting new goals for yourself and your family. And there's no better time to throw financial goals into the mix. Because the past year has been stressful for lots of people, me included. So why not take this opportunity to reevaluate where you are financially and where you want to be down the road? And that's where my friend Thomas Chandler comes in. 
Thomas is a financial planner with Capital Financial Group and wants to help you set your financial goals and work towards a more secure financial future. So give him a call today at 662-296-0186 for a no-cost consultation. That's Thomas Chandler at 662-296-0186 to get started today on your journey to financial health today. So is it time to take this Pete Golding to Ole Miss stuff seriously, seriously? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I was told last night, late last night, that um, the coaching staff, what's left of it, what's in place now, they feel about 95% Golding will be here. Um, now, that it's leaves fascinating because like last time I talked to you, and then I was out on assignment for a week, but last time I talked to you, you are saying, all right, pump the brakes. Let's hold off for a second. Let's not get out in front of our skis because that's what you were hearing. But now you're hearing a little bit stronger. Well, not a little bit, a lot more stronger. Yeah, yeah a lot stronger. Um, I think, uh, you know, you you have to put two and two together. What, uh, what Chuck reported yesterday, um, what some of the Bama sources are saying, and it looks like it could happen, but but this is not as easy as you getting ticked off at your manager at the shell station and going, you know, the heck with this. <clears throat> I'm I'm going to work at 7-Eleven. Uh, some things have to happen, and it has to happen the right way. And I think that's what we're waiting on. We're what do you mean? Waiting. Well, I mean, okay, Lane did not fire. Chris Partridge and Maurice Crum yesterday, as far as we know. Right. He probably told them guys, find something else. That I'm just assuming that. So that's got to happen. And then, you know, Nick Saban's got to find a guy at Alabama that he wants to bring in that'll do a better job than Pete Golding for him. And I think that's got to happen because – I don't think Pete makes what would be less than a lateral move for kicks and giggles just to be an old Miss. I, I don't think Derek Nix is associate head coach, so you'd think that he'd want that title. Yeah, and titles are what they are, you know. Right. But, um, they do come with pay increases, though. Yeah, they do. They do. But, you know – I think those things have to happen for this to happen. Now, is it more likely it happens? I believe it is. I do. But, um, and I'd love for Pete to be on this staff because I, I've known Pete since he was a, a high school kid down in Hammond, Louisiana. Got to cover his college career at Delta State. Um, great guy. Stayed in touch with him all these years. He was at Southern Miss when, my son Eli was was being recruited, and he offered Eli and recruited Eli, and we talked to him a whole lot during that process. So, I, you know, yeah, I'd love to have a, a, a someone I consider a friend on the staff, but you know, just just hold up, hold back all the Pete Golding posts over the weekend if you can, and let's just see what happens. No, it's going to be Pete Golding watch. All weekend. All, All weekend. weekend. Yeah. Seems like we were in this same spot about three and a half years ago. Yeah. But don't forget, Pete was a leading candidate 
to replace Matt Luke. That does bring up an interesting possibility. Pete Golding on the staff, as far as what his role would be. It's an adult in the room, not to say these guys aren't adults, but this guy's coming from a very structured program to a quite unstructured program right now. And for, as far as the defensive staff is concerned, that would bring some uh, collective organization that maybe isn't there right now. Yeah, I I get that. But as far as on the field production, where does he uh, really add the most improvement or boost for Ole Miss? You know, I think Pete is a great recruiter. That is his strength. And we've all heard this. Look, everybody, any Ole Miss head coach has ever hired has come here with the moniker great recruiter. But hey, Pete Chris Golden, Partridge was a 2016, I think, national great, recruiter of the year at Scout and the 2019 top five recruiter at 247. Great recruiter. Great recruiter. You know, that's only half the equation. You know, you've got to be able to coach football to your head coach's satisfaction. And that's uh, that, that that's kind of the deal there. So starting with Pete, great recruiter. Um, I also think he's a good strategist. I really do. And now obviously he's been blessed with uber talent at Alabama that he will likely never get at Ole Miss. But um, – He's fiery, and and he's satisfied Nick Saban's whims for the last several seasons. Who's a tougher guy to satisfy than Nick Saban? So, what do you say though to the criticisms that Alabama's defense wasn't the same under Pete Golding? Yeah, I, I think it's um, a little bit of the game morphing. You know, more wide open offenses than what we've ever seen before, and. Um, you know they'll 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 make a shift at Alabama, they will. Um, I'll go on the record and and predict Alabama to be uh, next year's national champion. I think that that's going to happen. Um, yeah, I think so. So, you know, Nick will fix it. He'll fix it. Oh, yeah. He he fixes everything. He'll get his next uh, reclamation project of a coach to be defense coordinator. Yeah. But, again, let's just let it happen. Let's let's let it happen right now. That's that's the best thing. I mean, are are you concerned right now with where Ole Miss is as far as its portal recruiting? Yes. Yes. Um, They need a quarterback, Okay. And I don't know if that's something easy to brush over because you say, well, we've got Jackson Dart. You got him until you don't have it. Okay. Football's a violent game. I mean, anybody could go down against Mercer, against Tulane, and then who do you have? So, you know, and, and, and yes, Kincaid Dent is still on the roster, but I'm telling you, I don't think Kincaid Dent is here past May. I think he gets in the portal in the spring period. He gets his degree in May, and he goes somewhere, as it was explained to me, that he doesn't have to take 30 hours to get a bachelor's degree that will transfer. So he stays at Ole Miss, 
gets his bachelor's, then he can go somewhere and just play football, enroll in a junk master's program and have fun. And he can get on the field somewhere. He's, he's got that much. So he's, he's going to have to go to a lower level, but yeah, he, he can get on the field somewhere. Absolutely. He can. And um, so quarterback, you've got to get a quarterback. And, and I think that's why you've seen the Ole Miss staff bring these quarterbacks in. They know it. They realize that. So, you know, that's, to me, not passable at this moment. Um, you know, you need some offensive linemen. You haven't gotten one yet. You need an edge rusher. You haven't gotten one yet. You need linebackers. Um, you know, Unless you can get it, Austin Keys to come back, but you still need one even if you do that. Yeah, absolutely. And then, and then, you know, I think you need another corner and another safety. There's a lot this team needs. And, and, you know, looking ahead to next year, let's say they get everything. That's still no guarantee that they're going to be any better than the eight and five product we saw in 22. I hate to say it, but None. Yeah. And, you know, the, the way to look at it, I think, <clears throat> and, and, and in this sense, you feel a little better about the 23 season. Look at who you lost that you know you can't replace. Now, off that 22 team that won 10 games, you knew you weren't going to replace Matt Corral. You weren't going to do that. You weren't going to replace Sam Williams. You weren't going to do it. Is there anybody you're losing off this team? And, and that was the 21 team, my bad. Off the 22 team that you just feel like, oh, my God, we can't replace that player. No, I'm just concerned about depth. But maybe I shouldn't be because they only play 30 players. I don't know. Yeah, well, 31 if somebody gets hurt. <laughs> and that's what you worry about, the one. You know, the one. You know, <clears throat> people are talking about, well, we're running back. You know, with Zach leaving, maybe you can't replace him. Okay, we get to see what Ulysses Bentley can do this year. He's already shown us at SMU. You get to see, you know, maybe Kedrick Riscano is the next coming of Quinshawn Judkins. Yeah, if you had told me this time last year that Zach Evans was going to leave after a year, I'd have gone, oh, boy. Oh, boy. They're going to have to do it again in the portal. But Quinshawn's awesome. He's the, he's the best running back and arguably one of the best running backs to ever come through Ole Miss. But now, how do you spell him? Maybe he wants 25 carries. Maybe they want to give him 25 to 30 carries a game. Maybe. But I don't think they're building the roster that way offensively because they went out and got Trey Harris and Chris Marshall. They're still targeting wide receivers. I feel like they felt they were a little one-dimensional, especially toward the end of the year and they can't have that again. The problem is um, Zach Evans did more than just run the ball when he actually played. And I, I don't know. I, I don't know what exactly the strategy is overall for what they're trying to get out of the portal, but you can see the roster holes, and that's where it's concerning for me right now. Yeah, yeah, definitely be nice to add another wide receiver to the mix. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it's um, – 
But no, you, you started off by asking me if I would give them a passing grade right now. No. No, I'm excited about some of the kids that have come in here. Still too many holes left, Ben. And as you pointed out, you know, there are five, six days left, five days for kids to get in the portal. Now, it doesn't mean they can't commit after that. But, you know, they're not going to be any more, not any new ones. Until April. Yeah, until April. Which brings me to the fact that Ole Miss offered a defensive back out of Stony Brook yesterday, a kid named Jackson Jones. Stony Brook. Well, in Lane Kiva's defense, um, he's been really good at identifying guys like that. Dean Leonard's still playing on Sundays for the Chargers, and he was yeah. from Canada. Tavius Robinson is a good example of that. He knows talent when he sees it. So, for me, it's, it's less about the offers going out. I give him a lot of credit for his evaluations of things so much as the guys that you had on campus. And we said this about portal recruiting a long time ago. It really matters if you can get them on campus because if you get them on campus, you know, it's serious, serious and down the road. And yet of the, however many it was last weekend, six, eight, I can't remember. Seven, 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 I think. Yeah. One guy's committed. And that is, that is not the return rate that you're hoping for no. by any stretch of the imagination. Not at all. Not at all. And, you know, again, you know, I think we've all been told we, we've got more coming. Uh, I correct that now. Jawan Mitchell, this is breaking news, has canceled his visit to Ole Miss this weekend. So exactly what I was talking about with Partridge and the New Jersey connections, Jawan Mitchell being from New Jersey, not coming this weekend. There you Only go. guy coming in is Quincy McGee. That we know of. That is the only one set at this moment. Really? Yep. Other so, than that, it's going great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, may make for an easy weekend around the uh, Johnson household, maybe. Well, let, me, let me ask you a question then. For the Ole Miss fan that's thinking, man, this doesn't sound good. What would you tell them? Because I would say to them, patience is key here. Um, there is no, you know, there's no uniform. Everybody does it this way. This is how you got to attack portal recruiting. There, there's many different ways to skin the portal cat. So Ole Miss could, at the end of all things, at the end of this portal cycle, both this one and the next window, could have exactly what it needs. But right now, there's just – we're not since seeing the same kind of momentum that we we're hoping to see. And I will say this time last year – there was a lot of this same kind of angst, especially with quarterbacks, because you didn't have one. And Jackson Dart was a late addition, and he was still talking to Oklahoma and BYU at this time last year. So things can change quickly, um, but we just aren't seeing the same kind of momentum that we were hoping to see after last weekend. And we said this, if we didn't see the return rate that we were hoping to see, that it would be something to be concerned about. And I think we're there. And I think it's fair. Yeah, it's fair. I mean, it's it's fair. Um Gosh, gosh, dog, man. I, I mean, very rarely am I prophetic, but I was prophetic right here on the radio. That's great. Um, not great for Ole Miss that Juwan Mitchell's no longer coming, but, um, you know, no, no, no. This is not a passing grade. I mean, where where's the quarterback commit or 
where where are the quarterbacks visiting this weekend? And that's the crazy thing about Mike Wright. I've heard he's like sitting ready on go. Are they just not? Are they waiting? I don't think you can really wait. I, I don't know. You hear some rumors that, you know, they like Mike Wright maybe as, as at a different position. Yeah, well, you figure that out uh, once you sign him. Yeah, yeah. Just get him here first. Well, give me your Walker Howard take right now. <laughs> yeah. Right this second before we get uh, out. Well, everybody said that Walker Howard was uh, going to TCU. Uh, it was a done deal. And I told people yesterday, I said, look, in this day and age of the NIL, nothing's a done deal. Walker Howard is going to listen. Now, I know Ole Miss wants to bring him in. But officially, at least as of last night, he was not in the portal. He he had announced his intentions to get in the portal. But remember, LSU has 48 hours to process his paperwork and officially list him. So, you know, at that point, um, I don't know. I know they want to get him in. It wouldn't surprise me if they got him in this weekend. But it wouldn't surprise me if they didn't, because when you hear about Walker Howard, you're hearing about Alabama, Florida, TCU, you know, a lot of big time programs. And uh, you're going to have to invest a lot of money in a kid who was a five star prospect, hasn't had the opportunity to prove himself in college yet. Um. You know, so there's a roll of the dice there. There's a gamble that you're going to have to get into an NIL bidding war. So I don't know. That's everything I do know, everything I think about it. It'd be great to have him because he's a youngin. He redshirted down at LSU this year, comes in, plays two years behind Jackson Dart, maybe, and then it's his. But, you know, it's all about instant gratification, right? You want to go somewhere where you can get on the field the quickest. And right now, and it's no fault of Jackson Dart's own, Ole Miss is not the place that you can attract a big-time quarterback to come in here and get on the field quickly. Because I know there are some people that think, well, Jackson plays next year and he's in the NFL draft. I don't see it. I think Jackson is here for two more years. And then he explores the draft. And that's a great thing for Ole Miss, but it almost puts you in the situation where you have to sign that Marcel Reed type of quarterback, Ben, the freshman that's got some years that he can log as an understudy before he feels like he absolutely has to be on the field. And even then, there's no guarantee he stays. None, none, none. I mean, it's, you know, one of the one of the smartest things Lane Kiffin said was this is NFL free agency without any freaking rules. That's what it is. There's no contractual obligation to fulfill your time with a team. None. Now, people say, well, they sign NIL deals. Well, I want to tell you this. The first school that decides they're going to sue a player for not fulfilling his NIL with that school 
they're they're out of the NIL business. No, no player is going to go there. If well, you're I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt you. I'm hearing that Walker Howard could be in town tomorrow. That'd be all right. There you go. Well, there you Let have that it. right now as a recording as I was listening to you. More breaking news. That's uh that's that's fab fabulous. That's fantastic. You get so, Walker uh, Howard, you really change a lot of the narrative right now, don't you? Oh, yeah, no doubt about it. And you know, I, I told people this when he popped in the portal. I said, remember, Ole Miss was in his final mix before he committed to LSU. And we all knew he was because his dad played there. And LSU likes you know, yep. Yeah, yeah. And he didn't want to play for Orgeron. And they fired him, and they didn't have a coach for a little while. But when they hired Brian Kelly, he jumped right back in the fold. Remember the funky dance they did together that was all over Twitter? Was that yeah. him? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I'll say this. If Lane Kiffin has any guts at all, he remakes that video. If if he comes here, here's what I'll say about that. All right. Yeah, go ahead. I appreciate Brian Kelly. I really do. He's a hell of a football coach. You have to have no shame as a head coach in college football these days. No shame at all. That was in his fake Southern accent period, uh, right? When that's fine. But college. look what he did. He won. He won in yeah, your. Oh, yeah, yeah, he did. He did beat the hell out of Purdue in the bowl game. But, um, you got to have no, no shame. I think I think the problem a lot of coaches that are falling behind here is that they still have shame. You can't have shame. Well, well, would that not be the classic, though? If he commits to Ole Miss and Ole Miss was to get him, him and Lane on the, on the circle with the spinning camera dancing, yeah. that would just be lovely. But I Lane would, still has some that. shame, though. You know, I don't think I don't think Lane would do it. I don't know. Lane's, don't think, Lane's yeah, pretty yeah. – yeah, Lane's pretty aware of, of what really gets a reaction on social media. So you're probably oh, right. that would that would get a huge reaction. That would break Twitter. Um, no doubt about it. But hey, crossover podcast, franchise player, breaking news on the air today. How about that? Boom, so. boom. He's David Johnson at Rebels247. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit Ben. If you haven't already, subscribe, rate, review, talk of champions on iTunes. And when you do, leave a five-star review. Check out the Ole Miss Spirit on On3 and Inside the Rebels on 247 for all the latest in Ole Miss recruiting, football, basketball, mostly women right now because they're actually winning, and some baseball is coming up. So a lot going on at both sites. Check them both out. Thank you, my friend. Howdy, toddy, everybody. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.